0: hi it's greg and lucky and this is our podcast if you don't catch us from five to nine this is what you missed
1: at what age lucky do you feel like you stopped feeling young
0: Ooh, early 40s i think Mm -hmm. i think uh i don't know there's times when i still feel young i forget my age Mm -hmm. um But then the body, I think, was the one that told me, all right, you're not so young anymore.
1: A uh, recent global study looked into how people feel about their age, and they found that the average age when people stop feeling young is 43. Okay. I was going to say 42, yeah. yeah. It's uh, actually, I guess, the uh, early days of uh, millennials because they're 81 through 96, right? So next year, they'd be 43. Right. Um. I thought this was interesting, though. Of all countries, Italians are apparently the youngest at heart. They don't stop feeling young until they're 60, and they don't start feeling old until they hit 70. Wow. They're moving around a lot, those Italians. Yeah. When we went to visit an uncle of uh, the lovely Maria's up there in Lake Como, and he lived up in the mountains and had like a crazy staircase leading from his home down to his driveway. And we finally pulled up and he saw us. He was on his balcony. And he was he's in his 80s. So then he might have been late 70s. But still, he ran all the way down the stairs to meet us. And then said, oh, I should move my car so you can pull in uh, closer. He ran back up the stairs to get his keys. Came back down the stairs to move the car. Helped us with our luggage. <laughs> I'm walking up the stairs once and I had to stop halfway. I was so winded. But it's his home. It's his life. Yeah. You know, just running those stairs every day has kept him in shape. Right. I bent over cleaning in my uh, backyard and I <laughs> thrown out my hip. <laughs> just an absolute mess. But, yeah, I mean, I'm 10 years older than you and I'm the same way. I still feel in my heart like I'm... I'm fairly young, and we just trick ourselves. Mm. Like, I'll look in the mirror and I'll go, you know what, Craigie, you're holding it together. Right. <laughs> you're holding it together. <laughs> then I'll see a photo of myself. Oh. Or, or when man. you see a photo of when you were younger, like we stumbled upon, we've put together my dad's celebration uh, of life. And so we've been digging through old photos, looking at photos of him. And with that, we stumbled upon some ones when, like, Maria and I were first dating. Yeah. And I, we look like babies. Right. We look like children. Yeah. I don't I don't need to come across a lot of
0: mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need the reminders. Yeah. In my
1: mind, uh-huh. without a mirror around, it's enough. I feel good. Yeah, and I mean, look, you, you know, I would think that most of us, maybe, maybe you don't feel this way, but I would think most of us, when we look in the mirror, we've got ourselves, say, ready to go out or something. You know, you go, all right. Yeah. 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 Work with this, And then you see a photo remember once buying a new shirt to go to some event, and I stood there in the mirror in my home, and I was dressed and showered and shaved, and I had this new shirt on, and I thought, you look good, Craigie. <laughs> then somebody took a photo of me. It looked like I was wearing a moo-moo. <laughs> this sounds pretty damn good to me. You could now make $1,000 a year for doing something all of us do, and if you say you don't do it, you're a liar a thousand bucks a year for playing with your bits wow a sexual a awel- uh wellness brand is looking for 10 adults who'd like to be paid a thousand bucks over one year for uh you know hi how are you right um uh, these people would serve as members of their new orgasm advisory board <laughs> <laughs> I'm the head of that board and... <laughs> has an ad on your business card. Right. And uh, these uh, Ted adults will also receive 250 bucks worth of sex toys every month. A month? A month! Wow! I don't know that I spend 250 bucks on a sex toy <laughs> in my entire life. <laughs> Except for the pump. How, uh, how often uh, are you required?
0: Um, I mean, not that it's a problem.
1: If they need me to go daily. <laughs> wow, that's a lie. When I was a teen, I could go up myself two or three times a day. Uh, in addition to the self-love, members will also be expected to create content by sharing feedback on various products they send. Now, right. I don't think that you need to turn this into a porn. Nobody sees needs to see you making your old face. No, I believe it's just commentary
0: content. Yes, that's right. Right.
1: Yeah. We don't need to see you looking like a dog eating cheese <laughs> eating peanut butter um, so uh, yeah, if they want reviews and you will be anonymous now a thousand bucks isn't a ton it's like eighty three dollars a month or twenty bucks a week, but I'll take twenty bucks for a toss right twenty, 20 a, if they pay me twenty a toss, I could be making like sixty bucks a week. <laughs> The uh, official uh, portraits for the king's coronation have been released, King Charles and Camilla. I refuse to call her queen. Okay. I, I agree with that. I refuse. I can go with you. Yep. Uh, the uh, photos were released. The portraits were released. And there's a couple of noticeable absents. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein's buddy, Prince Andrew, not in the picture. Right. And, of course, good old Harry. The uh, working royals only, they were saying.
0: Yeah, not so the uh,
1: tiny royals or whatever they were as, Miniature royals. Uh, Of course, Harry reportedly left the UK right after the ceremony, so it's not clear he would have been invited to pose for the pic, even if he'd stayed. And a lip reader tried to interpret the conversation Harry had with the guy he sat next to at the coronation, and one of the things he supposedly said was, I'm fed up with the way they treat me. Well, Harry, you can't write a book and say all the crap you said and expect them to have open arms to you. Yeah, you want out. Dude! Oh, man, you know, it's so disappointing. I used to have such respect. Now, is he speaking his truth? Sure, I guess he is. And so we should respect him for that. Right. But when you speak your truth, you have to expect those you speak your truth about to share their truth. And like if you and I, if I told you honestly how I felt about you, (laughs) I shouldn't then be upset that you give me the cold shoulder or don't speak to me, right? Okay, well, sure. I spoke my truth, and that's good for me. But I, I can't. I can't control how you feel about that. The only
0: caveat I will I will put on this, and and one of the reasons that Harry held the hearts of so many people mm. was because of what happened with his mother, mm-hmm. and not only that she died and died tragically, but you know. There were many reports, and I'm sure many feeding him, that his mother wasn't, you know, it wasn't an accident. Right. That his mother was gone.
1: And the rumors constantly that his dad wasn't his real dad.
0: And the, and that the way that that, you know, was treated and held by the family, that, you know, there's there's a lot psychologically at play there mm-hmm. that, you know, might give him a bit of a pass on some of it. But... You know, I agree with you. You, you. you, know, you can't go do the tell-all thing mm-hmm. and then expect everyone to just welcome you back with open arms. That there's not going to be any <laughs> animosity right. towards that because they are a business. It's an establishment. It it, it is a company that it, that they work for, and when you can't do that with your company, right? Mm-hmm. It does. It's not run. Although it is a family, it's not run like one. It's a business.
1: Yeah. You know, it is interesting in relationships how some people are attracted to others that help them either break through something or bring out the worst in them. You know, it's you look at, and I thought this way back when, when Paul Bernardo and, uh, what's her name got together? Malca. Yeah, like how.
0: Evil those, finds evil.
1: Yeah, or just people who, um, but like he obviously was always harboring this stuff. You saw all the kind of the things he got up to as a young man, the troubles he got into as a teenager. He was always battling some demons, and rightfully so. The loss of his mother, as we said, and all. Of I don't this stuff. blame him for a lot of that.
0: I mean, you're the prince, and you're not the heir.
1: No, no. I mean, are you not going to have some fun? Of course, but you know, going to parties in in Nazi regalia, I, all the different things. There was a bunch of different stories and photos, and yes, teenagers just being rebels. But it, it almost seems like he met Megan, and she has her own either family issues. Or demon she's dealing with, and the two of them have fueled each other. Right. You know. Um, and sometimes people meet, and their fuel is for good. And sometimes I've seen it with family members, where they they've met somebody, and all of the things they harbor come out once they've met that other person, because that other person gives them that. Yeah, you're right. Well, your parents with them. Yeah, your parents are the worst, or right. this or that. You know. Yeah. And it is funny how we, we these people, you know, get like a magnet pulled yeah. to each other. Anyhow, he uh, he's not in a family portrait. And kind of a shame. I mean, well, a real shame that he's lost his family the way he has. Not only his mother, but now basically he's lost his entire uh, family. Um, it looks like almost completely. But the fact that, like... Him and Andrew aren't... In, Andrew is a pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't deserve to be in the family portrait. Harry simply shared his truth. Right. I think he still, deli- you know, deserves to be in the family portrait. Maybe he didn't want to be in it. Uh, you know, he bailed supposedly to go home for his kid's birthday. Mm-hmm. But anyhow. <laughs> uh,
0: and, I mean, it's a big family. Mm. You couldn't hide him in the back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You could put him behind uh, Charles because that crown, right, is yeah. so big,
0: and
1: he's not I the tallest guy. The, the fact that he's to to exclude them,
0: yeah, is is a bit of a measure. I get it; they're not the working part of the royal family, but it is it is a family yeah. portrait. He still is the son. <laughs> I like think we've always said you can't pick yeah. and choose your family.
1: Well, and then look. Who knows? Maybe that truth is a truth in that maybe Charles really isn't his dad. So at the end of the day, his mom's gone. And if Charles isn't his real dad, he doesn't need to be in the photo, right? <laughs> I mean, listen, he does look a hell of a lot like that uh, lover that Diana has. Right, yeah. He's the spitting image of that guy. He doesn't have the big ears like William and the the, the just the general odd look like his father does. He's the only normal-looking one, <laughs> actually. Well, that proves he's not a part of the family. Yeah, movie soundtracks, there have been some massive ones. You know, when you think back over time, certainly like Saturday Night Fever and Grease, um, the uh, Forrest Gump uh, soundtrack yeah. was a big, big seller. Uh, and this Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, from day one, when the first movie came out, that soundtrack did really well and probably helped uh, push the movie to the success it had. And uh, that's why they're now on to uh, Guardians 3. And so with three movies comes three soundtracks. And if you were to load them all up on Spotify uh, or go buy them, they uh, be a good little music mix in the background. Rolling Stone figured out the, uh, the top songs, the best songs, ranked them from the Guardians trilogy. One of the interesting things I thought in this is they uh, put out a list of the uh, top twenty, but a couple of songs because it's mostly classic stuff and a lot of it in the seventies. And uh, "Brandy, You're a Fine Girl" from Looking Glass and Elvin Bishop's "Fooled Around and Fell in Love." When you want to talk about the cheese factor, the fromage factor from seventies music, <laughs> it doesn't get any better than those two. So I would have put them higher up the list, but right. they're uh, they're a bit low on the list. And you know it's funny too with soundtracks and um, you know, Quentin Tarantino's really his soundtracks have been great, um, and uh, Martin Scorsese's as well. And sometimes you'll watch a movie like Goodfellas comes to mind, right? right. Uh, or was it Casino when they used uh, Eric Clapton? That was Goodfellas. That was Goodfellas. And and sometimes just the visual and the music mix so well together, and and I've I've often thought, oh my god, the song sounds better than ever like Mm. why and i guess it's got to be the visual because then like if i'm on a golf course or something i'll go you know i want to i look up soundtracks a lot to listen to because you get a mix of music and i'll go i gonna listen to the uh, goodfellas soundtrack right and it's not the same right you know because you're in the moment of the movie i guess
0: well i i always thought forrest gump was like that right because it takes you on a a history Mm -hmm. lesson And uses the music as a soundtrack for it all. And the good thing about soundtracks is that, as you said, you get a wide variety. And you get, you know, looking at this Guardians of the Galaxy 3 soundtrack, you get a bit of one-hit wonders and like, the Space Hogs. Uh, not you know, Flaming Lips aren't a one-hit wonder, but they're also oh, more updated than you know, 70s stuff. Radiohead, Heart, Earth, Wind and Fire, still, but then you'll still get Faith, No More, Beastie Boys, Florence and the Machine, mm. Springsteen. Wow, a really eclectic mix.
1: Yeah, no, I, I look forward to uh, to listening to it for sure. And of course, for me, uh, West Side Story, <laughs> greatest, greatest soundtrack. <laughs> I just met a girl named Maria. <laughs> Or the, uh, what was the other one? The uh, the Sound of Music. That's That's a right. Good soundtrack. All right. How do you solve a problem like Maria? <laughs> I sing that song often. <laughs> you sing one first. <laughs> this is meeting her. Now you're trying yeah. to sing to solve a problem. <laughs> there was uh we went down to the Dominican years ago. And we were with a, a, another couple. We were down there for a wedding. And we ended up off the resort and in the, the local town. And they had all sorts of uh, Vendors, they had all sorts of, you know, their their jingity mingity set up for sale. And Maria was looking at something, and the guy who ran his little table, it's kind of like a, um, you know, a vintage kind of whatever we call flea market kind mm. of thing set up. Something she was looking at she wanted, but she wanted a different variation of it or maybe a larger one or something. I can't remember. But the guy says to her, he says, oh, I've got those at my store, which is like just down the street, you will know, come with me. So she just toddles off with this guy. <laughs> and they're basically, they. End, I, I look down this, like, they're basically going down like a laneway, a deserted laneway, and he's got his arm over her shoulder, and she's got her arm around his waist. And my buddy took a photo of them walking together, and then uh, later had it blown up and framed, and along the bottom was, how do you solve a problem like that? I was like, Petey why are you going away with that rather large man? Anyhow, she returned. <clears throat> so there you go, and I'm still trying to solve the problem of Maria. Jamie Fox, this is good news. He's been in the hospital now for some time, and it looked, I guess, really serious at first. Never have they released what his medical complication has been, but they say now he's stable and his condition is not life-threatening oh but the doctors are still doing tests want to be completely sure that he's okay before they allow him to leave and he's been advised to keep his stress levels down when he does get discharged
0: stay off those gambling apps for a bit
1: probably uh britney spears has an autobiography that was supposed to come out in the fall but it's been put on hold because her famous friends are worried about what's in it what yeah
0: how do they put that on hold
1: the Legal. I guess oh, they come to really? send letters. Um, we don't know who these famous A-listers are, but I'm going to assume one of them probably has the initials JT. <laughs> if you're a Sum 41 fan, this isn't good to break it up.
0: I saw that yesterday. Yeah. That uh, announcement. Cone's love of radio. Right. <laughs> <It's>,
1: <laughs> he's got a gig now. A, he doesn't need that. <laughs> <jam. laughs> he's Sunday's at 7 on The Rock. He I don't a, need to tour with you guys that's anymore. A, yeah. Uh, They've been together since 96 and they got a new album called uh, Heaven and Hell. It's a double album. They're still scheduled to do the uh, Let the Bad Times Roll Tour with Offspring and Simple Plan. And they say we are forever grateful to our fans, both old and new, who have supported us along the way. It's an interesting strategy. I I,
0: I was a little surprised when they heard, "Okay, we're breaking up, but. We still have an album coming up,
1: and we're going out on tour. So maybe they'll pull a Motley Crue situation. (laughs) We were only kidding. Well, we'll see. Um, Billy Corgan, Smashing Pumpkins, paid ransom out of his own pocket to make sure his uh, new music did not get released before the album was ready. Because some hacker got a hold of nine of his songs, and they were. It was during the mixing and mastering stage. And he claims, Billy says, that it's not just him. Other artists have also been hacked. Yeah,
0: I guess you got to watch out for that kind of yeah. stuff now, right? It's all digital.
1: So he went to Pocket and paid so he could get his music back. This, uh, I don't think, is good, especially for relationships. AI might be able to read your brain soon, read your mind. Right. Researchers are training an AI to scan people's brain activity and translate it to text. Now, the good thing... Their goal is a good thing. It's a positive. It's to help people like stroke victims communicate again. Okay, that's good. Which is great. What it will do is take the marriage rate of 50% divorce (laughs) to about 99% divorce. (laughs) Could you imagine all of us if our spouse could read our mind or we could read theirs? (laughs) What's more frustrating for her? What we're actually thinking or
0: the fact that we're thinking nothing. <laughs> like like when Jerry's she walks by helmet. and she looks at that
1: screen and it's like, nothing, nothing? Nothing. is going through your mind at all. It's like when uh, when someone dies and the, the heart... Uh, <laughs> <it> goes through <laughs> <it>. <laughs> right? <laughs> Days and... And the idea that someone could read your mind. When you just think of some of the random insanity that goes through your head. Right. If someone could turn that to text... You know what? To
0: be honest, I find it somewhat scary that they haven't already done this. Because anyone who's Googled something recently, when you're like, oh, man, I forgot. I got to Google that. Mm. And it auto-completes exactly what you were thinking. Yeah. is one of those spooky moments of, uh uh-oh.
1: Yeah. They're listening. We're not far off. Um, You've uh, heard probably from people who say that, uh, or people who have come close to death, have said that they saw the light at the end of the tunnel.
0: Yes, I I had a a friend of mine, a former co-worker, that had a heart attack Mm. and said they felt the light and the warmth.
1: Well, a study uh, scanning people's brains as they were being taken off of life support show there's a surge of brain activity in the last few minutes before we die, and it's possible... It could cause uh, moments of consciousness and visual visualization, so you 're not really seeing the white light it 's more your brain probably preparing the body to shut down and it it, it gets this surge so and it, it, this you know okay I think there 's some comfort for many people i 've heard this story as well. Uh, they brought me back from the brink and I saw the light. I saw dead relatives i 've heard these things from from people. And I've always thought, I you know, there's so much going on in our melon that we don't understand or know that I just think it's more brain activity than it is actually seeing, you know, the Lord putting out his hand. Well, whatever gives you peace and comfort at that so. moment. But I, it, who
0: who has to go around and find subjects for this? Yeah, that's not a fun job.
1: You know, you know hey, listen, uh, time's ticking. Hmm. <laughs> Or more turning to the family members of somebody who's ticking and say, listen, we want to know, can we do some research here before dad shuffles off? Right. Yeah, no, tough. I mean, I I just really, this is one of those things that it's kind of like the whole, hey, let's move to Mars. No, let's well, let's work on this planet. You kind of cool here. We like this. I feel the same way about life. I'm like, hey, let's let's focus more on this and the great things we have going in, on in our bodies, right? Than the idea of, ooh, when I go, you know, the man in the sky is going to grab my hand. Let's not worry about the man in the sky, right? Let's, let's not worry about Santa Claus 2 up there. Let's let's be more respectful of what we got right in front of us, anyhow. Hey, this is important. We uh, learned earlier that uh, the perfect pour has now been figured out with beer. Mm-hmm. And now scientists have figured out the physics behind champagne bubbles and why they tend to rise in straight single file lines and while beer bubbles don't. It's a very complicated uh, thing. We try to explain, but w- there's no point. Okay. But they figured that out.
0: I didn't realize that was a thing. That's solved now. I also didn't realize that in the streams of sciences, that was one of them.
1: I'd rather be working on that research than the <laughs> asking family members of <laughs> nearly dead people.
0: I don't know. <laughs> you finally get together with that family reunion or whatever. Like, hey, okay, what have you been up to for the last couple of years? Well, the watching bubbles. Yeah.
1: How's that PhD bubbles. going? Yeah. Um, and a study on beer found that the yeast used to make lager might have been created by mistake 400 years ago. They think white ale yeast was mixed with brown beer yeast in a basement in Germany between 1602 and 1615. And now, four centuries later, lagers account for 90% of beer sales. Wow. Yeah, all by mistake. Right. Rock Mornings
0: with With Craig Craig, Venn and Lucky. Lucky. Mm
1: -hmm. 94.9 The Rock.